Hot 1027 Business with Nzinga. Thanks for staying with us on Hot Business. Let's continue to look beyond borders as we do on Wednesday evenings here on Hot 1027. The industrial analytics platform says that financial services are really leading the charge when it comes to African tech businesses making a lot of money. They say they've raised four billion US dollars in funding since 2015. I don't know what 18 point something times four is, but it's a lot. Um, and that's also driven by needs that African society have, and that's where money is coming in. And there's so much potential in the tech space, but also uh, lack of funding is hampering people who own businesses. Forbes magazine says that 70% of African startups don't have talent and capital to grow their businesses. They also say that if you're a female founder, you're really going to struggle. Less than 25% of people starting businesses in 2022 uh, were women. But there's also a solution. Apparently, it might be in Ethiopia. Let's speak to Johannes Tahai. He's a country manager of Onafric Ethiopia. Thank you so much for your time on Hot Business this evening. Just talk to me about Ethiopia and the tech space there, the fintech space and otherwise. Sure. Good evening. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, I mean, Ethiopia is, uh, you know, quite a large country, about 120 million people. And uh, and the fintech space is uh, one that's still in its, I would say, nascent stages, uh, you know, early stages, but it is uh, growing rapidly. And I think this has been facilitated in part by, um, you know, in, initially Ethiopia only had one uh, telecom provider, uh, which was a state-owned Ethio Telecom. Uh, but two years ago, Safaricom was able to get a license, and this competition has spurred a lot more movement in this space. So Ethio Telecom had already developed its own mobile money app called Telebur, which has about uh, close to 40 million users, uh, which is, you know, substantial amount, you know, more than a third of the, of the country. And then Safaricom, even though it's new, it also has a couple of million subscribers, and it's also brought on board uh, MPES as well. So so the, the telecom space is one area in which uh, fintech is uh, rapidly expanding and there's more and more avenues in which people can pay for services usual, using mobile money, whether it's for government services, whether it's at supermarkets or gas stations, fuel stations, or a variety of other areas. Uh, in addition to that, uh, uh, the government has also uh, uh, facilitated uh, more uh, digital transformation by adopting both a digital transformation strategy and a, a financial inclusion strategy because most of the people in Ethiopia continue to be unbanked. So I think these uh, strategies are trying to create a more enabling environment for there to be both more financial inclusion and more digital uh, uh, transformation, particularly in the payment space. So this has helped. And then mm -hmm. also a lot of the, the banks in Ethiopia have also provided uh, their own mobile money apps so that people can transfer money from one person to another, um, you know, using their phones and also can pay for services. So all of these uh, developments have led to uh, a transformation in the fintech space in the past couple of years. I mean, I think it's important that if there's a policy driving uh, fintech or driving startups in enabling environment, you see a lot of potential there. Uh, when we used to talk about especially online businesses or tech companies, South Africa, Nigeria and Kenya were the ones with the most access to internet and therefore the most potential and the most growth. What would you say has changed uh, where it feels like Ethiopia is also entering that space and becoming a player? 
Yeah, I mean, I think that's definitely still true. Uh, the leaders are South Africa, uh, Kenya, and Nigeria. Uh, that's where a lot of the fintech startups are, and those are definitely the you know the best ecosystems. Um, but it is changing in a country such as Ethiopia as well, where you know more people do have you know access to um, uh, to internet. Uh, that has really helped. I think mobile money penetration. In Ethiopia is probably around 53, 54% uh, right now, but this has grown a lot in the past uh, um, year. You know, I think between 2022 and 2023, it increased by 18%. So this is, you know, quite substantial. Um, but, um, you know, there's still, as that number reflects, a long way to go if only, you know, uh, a little less than half the uh, population has mobile penetration. So I think this has become quite key. Um, and uh, and I think this kind of um, mobile penetration is actually very, very important as well, because most of the people in Ethiopia live in rural areas. You know, even though we have large cities such as Addis Ababa that have millions of people uh, and some secondary cities as well, you know, most of the fam- uh, most of the country's population works in agriculture. Most are smallholder farmers and the vast majority live in rural areas. So because of this, where people are living in remote areas quite far away from each other, having mobile penetration so that people can make uh, mobile payments and have access to prices for their, you know, crops. I think all of these are quite key. So, and I think uh, both the state-owned enterprise, Ethiopia Telecom has made uh, strides on this. And then I think this has also been a a priority for Safaricom as well. And then in the future, there will be also more um, uh, telecom providers that will be given license, licenses in Ethiopia. And uh, and the government has also indicated an openness to also even privatizing uh, parts of Ethiopia Telecom. So that type of increased uh, capital that will be invested in Ethiopia Telecom and that also the, the launch of the stock exchange in the next year or two, um, that will also have a, a substantial impact mm-hmm. on having more fintech companies mm-hmm. in Ethiopia with this increased uh, flow of capital into the country. Johannes, I know on the African continent, and it's a generalization, we don't like doing that about a continent, but let's just do it for a second. A lot of the successful companies are ones that are answering to a basic need, um, PESA, for example, mobile money, um, making sure that what people lack in infrastructure um, or formalization of addresses is addressed use, using tech, and that's how people become successful. Um that's not necessarily a bad thing, but do you think we're going to be seeing unicorns uh, coming out of the continent in the next five years or so and proper ones, you know, not the ones with a, a backstory and, you know, it's an African company, but it's headquarters here. African companies uh, built on the continent growing into multi-billion dollar companies. Yes, yes, uh, absolutely. I mean, I think a lot of the, you know, existing unicorns have been in a you know, a limited number of countries, some of the countries that we stated earlier, where they have, uh, you know, much more uh, uh, fintech startups. But I think in more and more countries such as Ethiopia, uh, we will have more companies that are unicorns as well. And I think the reason for this is, is uh, one, obviously, that the economies of African countries are growing substantially. And as the economies grow and the middle class uh, grows as well and their purchasing power increases, uh, this will definitely make it uh, a much more attractive market for more mm-hmm. and more companies. Um, in addition to that, uh, there are a lot of African companies that have shown very solid 
uh, you know, returns on investment. And as they show more and more returns on investment and the, and the growth in Africa is also much faster than it would be in, um, you know, the US or Europe. So even though those are much more stable economies, the growth is a little bit slower. So I think more and more investors will be coming to Africa because they want companies that are going to grow, you know, at a much faster accelerated rate because of, as I said, the growing population, the growing purchasing power, and the increased amounts of income. And, uh, you know, companies such as Onafrique, uh, the company I work for, um, you know, has been able to attract a substantial amount of investment in the past couple of years and has been able to grow. And I think we'll be in the number of um, other African companies that have become unicorns in the next couple of years. Thank you so much for your time tonight. Johannes Sahai, he is the country manager on Africa, Ethiopia, just talking about the tech industry there. And I think more broadly on the continent, really appreciate your time tonight, Johannes. Thank you, Nzinga. It's a pleasure talking to you. When we come back, it's time for a short break. We'll be speaking about investing money in sustainable ventures with Conway Williams. He's the head of credit at Present Investment Management. And a little bit later on, Wayne McCurry will take us through the local and international market movements. Thanks so much for being with us on Hot Business this evening. Hot 1027 Business with Enzinger.